Hey everyone, it's the Leave Collectivo, where we speak to some amazing people and share honest stories on direct-to-consumer brand building, e-commerce marketing, and work culture in this modern era. So in this episode, in conjunction with International Women's Day, we're going to explore the phrase, women in tech. I'm Yilin, Head of Content at Leaf, and today I'm joined by some of our very own women in tech, Helga, our co-founder and CTO, Sophie, our lead software engineer, and Ikra, our senior QA engineer. So together, they built tech and lead our team in driving Leaf's mission in becoming the preeminent performance solutions tech company for online retailers. So ladies, um, let's start this conversation with you introducing yourselves and maybe just sharing a little bit about how you got started in tech. Maybe Helga, let's start with you. Yes, my name is Helga. I've been in the tech industry, I believe more than 10 years now. Um, I started, I guess, in the, in the coding side of things uh, when I was in high school, when I uh, I joined one of my first kind of like um, optional courses, and and yeah, like ever since then, I I guess like I I was amazed about uh, how can you build the stuff uh, out of an idea of, of of whatever you have in mind. So yeah, that's kind of like pretty much how I started. Wow, that's amazing. What about you, Sophie? Well, um, hi, I'm Sophia. I'm a software engineer lead in Leaf. I've been working uh, in Leaf for four years. Before that, I used to do freelancing for web design. So I actually ended up studying software engineer because of web design. I took some courses of web design after high school. Uh, and in there, I realized like, okay, this doing the website is quite cool, but I, how can I do the cool stuff, the logic behind it? Like, I don't want to depend on someone else to do that, the, like the, the, the hard part. <laughs> so that's why I decided to study software engineer. So that's how I started. Nice. What about you, Ikra? Uh, yeah, so hi, I'm Ikra Ali, and I'm leading the quality assurance department in LEAF. I have been doing software test automation for like last four years. And when I, uh, Mike, uh, basically how I stuck. So in tech, so my, my family wanted me to be a doctor. And then I started taking the classes too, uh, when it was like after the high school for the medical. And then after one week, I realized this is not clicking me. And so I just came back and then I did some research and I had some interest in maths. And obviously then maths is one of the basic courses that we definitely have to study for the computer engineering and stuff. So then I decided that I should try with the computer engineering and then I continued from there. Wow, amazing. From potential doctor to like QA engineer. I, I really love that. The fact that you're actually still in STEM well, thank you guys so much for introducing yourselves. I, I have and... a curious question. So do you have like uh, doctors in your family before? Yeah, yeah, we had one and she is like brain surgeon. Uh, so uh, she was kind of competition. Like, look at her, you have to be like her and something like that. And that was the thing was, I was kind of inspired 
I really wanted to be a doctor because my brother wanted me to be. Uh, but then my mother wanted me to do what I really wanted at that time. So she gave me like, first you decide uh, what you want to be. And then I uh, got the opportunity. So. Wow. That's amazing that she really supported you. Now, let's discuss women in tech. This is such an overused bus race, I mean, for me, and it brings attention to gender inequality in STEM. So if we look at gender diversity in tech, women are still underrepresented, we're underpaid, and yes, we're also discriminated against in the tech industry to a certain extent, which I feel is a shame because if you look at reports by big companies like McKinsey, for example, they say that diverse companies like Leaf perform better, we hire better talent, we have more engaged employees, and we retain workers better than companies that don't focus on diversity and inclusion. So we have all this research showing that diverse teams perform better and are more innovative. And leaders across different industries recognize that this is good for business. But even today, if you look at the large global tech companies, only about 30% of their workforce is made up of female representation maybe less than 25% of tech uh, leadership positions in Fortune 500 companies are held by women. So while there is progress, it's kind of slow. But I guess the important thing is that, yeah, there is progress and we are moving forward. Which brings me back to women in tech, right? We use this phrase a lot, but what does it really mean? And not everyone looks at it the same way. So I want to know how you feel about it and what does it really mean for you to be a woman in this historically male-dominated industry? It's quite interesting. I always, I always thought, um, like as, uh, like in any in any area of of the in, of any industries, uh, when we say women in tech or women in I don't know medicine or women in business, like uh, I feel like a goal in mind is to just have it like people in tech or people in business, like, it doesn't matter, like, uh, when we get there, and we, st we stop focusing on, like, oh, is it, uh, is he, uh, is she a woman, or is he, is he a man, or is he a, like, when we stop focusing on those details, I think that's when we are going to win, let's say, like, uh, once we see it as a normal thing, uh, instead of, like, a uh, out-of-the-box thing, yeah, because it is true, like, um, there's a lot of uh, when I was in uni I don't know if it happened as well with Ikra and Helga but uh, our classes were like 80% male just like 20% women all of our computing classes were like that uh, I don't know if it happened to you I think Helga always mentioned to me that it happened to her but I don't know Ikra if it ha happened to you as well no it was like 50-50 uh, but uh, there was just one thing if boys have to take the notes so they have to take the notes only from girls so that was the thing they are very good in theory but when it will come towards the like practical stuff the coding so yeah they would have to come to us so that was the very uh, uh, like commonly accepted concept over there like girls has to be just in the theory things not something cool not something hard so yeah but it was 50 50. Mm. So so what what does that mean like if I don't know like there was a project then what what tasks were delegated to 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 female and what tasks were male 
Yeah, it was just uh, till the first year when they didn't see like girls can do all those kind of things because they are in computer engineering, obviously, because they wanted to be because they really understand all the programming stuff. Then obviously, uh, uh, yeah, they understood that they can also do the backend uh, programming. They can also write the code. They can also do so the equal stuff afterwards. But just that was the concept initially. Yeah, it's quite in in my case. Like I I I have one professor that always when he did the groups he always tried to to place at least one woman in each of the groups because um, he realized that like uh, we are a little bit more attention to details we detect things sometimes that they don't <laughs> so he 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 uh -huh, he realized that when when there was a group that was only guys sometimes it was a disadvantage for them like if, if we're trying to like compete on the best project and stuff like that uh so he always tried to actually know at least like he couldn't do like because it was not 50 50 it was like 80 20 of course like he can put like maybe just one woman in each of the groups and groups of four or five people and um, do you think that that helped i think it did uh, i think it did uh, I think in what I way? Think, yes. Um, I think we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, every person, not only because of gender. So I feel the more varied it is a group, I always feel like the less loopholes or like like uh, you kind of fill out the gaps of weaknesses. Let's say because everyone's different. Everyone has like their own strength. Uh, so I always feel like variety is always going to be a positive thing, let's say, in all case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so totally true. Uh, what about you, Helga? I'm actually quite curious to understand your view on women in tech because you're a CTO and you're also a co-founder of a tech company. So actually, you're part of a very, very small percentage of women that have achieved that role. And yeah, whether or not this is because of any disadvantages or just because um, they have not taken that step forward, there is a very small percentage of women in a leadership position like where you are right now. So yeah, what, what's your view on the phrase women in tech? How do you see it? Yeah, perhaps kind of like just to add on what Sophie uh, just said, I think I think it's very, like a very, how you say, like a very satanized, if you, if you will, word uh, on where kind of like it, it is used so much in, a, in, in, in the press and, and everywhere where we read it. But it's, I, I, it's, it's more about, well, are we filling up a quota? Uh, and just kind of like hiring to get a 50-50 uh, in this? Are we, or are we kind of like, what is, the, what is the end goal? Because if at the end is to kind of like have diversity in thinking, and then that perhaps in the morning, I, as, as, as a female, then I might do some things that my counterpart won't do, say for instance, makeup, then and then that will make me think into other perspectives that my other male's counterpart don't think about then i think it's is more about how do we i guess like 
merge those uh, variety in thinking. And also not only because of, of I guess, my day-to-day, -day, but it's also about my, I guess, everything that composes me being a female, right? And not only that, but also that there comes a little bit of more complexities, which is, well, I'm a Latina, right? And then I, I have different, way different kind of like uh, beliefs and kind of like culture than you, Yelin, right? And then how, when we start working together is how do we, you know, like merge those two different worlds and coming together with just one kind of like um, proposition of working, right? Um, so, so yeah, like I, in general, yes, I do believe we need to, I guess it's, it's more about checking and uh, seeing that, um, you know, like uh, we, we need to start from the beginning, right? Like from when you are a child, when you are four or three years old, and then, you know, how do we start um, thinking and even just pairing up with the, I guess, even like, um, similar games that uh, boys have um, available that perhaps females don't. I don't know what you think, Sophie. Yeah, in that sense, that's quite interesting. I always think like uh, everything in, like when we try to strive for inequality, I always think it always starts with homes. Homes and like when you're little, little and with parents. Um, sometimes uh, you see parents that it's not their fault because of course it's hard to get a mentality out of your head but uh in costa rica it happens a lot that i don't know in families like uh when you have a, a daughters and 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 sons sometimes they make the daughters like oh you have to help me in the kitchen to cook or you have like stuff like that and 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 the and the brother is sitting there playing video games and no one tells him like move your ass out of the couch and help in the kitchen as well like we're trying to make dinner or stuff like that and I feel like every every little stereotype like that it, it, it starts in homes I feel it's very important that the new generations and I feel I feel that that's why change is going to continue coming because uh, I feel like our generation uh, is quite open-minded in that and we have seen it a little bit if from our perspective, like it still happened to us, but we can see a little bit more like the light. Uh, so I know that when, when our generation have kids, they're gonna raise them a little bit different and then they're gonna raise their kids a little bit different. So I feel like every time, hopefully, that gap's gonna close and close and close until everything looks like normal. Like it doesn't matter like where you come from or who you are. Or So I quite think that everything starts in homes as well. I would, yeah, I would just add on that cultural thing that Helga was mentioning when I was thinking about the women in tech. So I think this is definitely a very sensitive topic and people, for, for lots of people, because uniform principles obviously cannot apply towards, uh, throughout, throughout the world. Obviously, the things like, um, uh, which really matter to the people in Asian countries, uh, for for the women, obviously they they would be little different than the uh, women in Europe, for example. So, but when people talk about women um, equality or something, so they try to just think equality 
and they just try to start comparing women with men that uh, the things that they are having the wages the time hours the flexible time hours they are having women should also have it so it it is kind of sometimes going in the wrong direction but for example uh, but when the people i was like reading some articles and the people who are taking it right and then making some good progress as zeling was mentioning so they first understand what are the cultural differences and then depending upon the culture they make implementation within their companies so this is like really important because i remember when i was working in pakistani company when i started my career so there were there were few uh, mothers and they wanted to have their kids along in uh, because they wanted a daycare in the same company so they wanted you can give us a room or something uh, because the daycare concept is not that much preferable back in my country because they think no the kids should be along with their mothers no matter in which sector they are working or something but here in europe i have found like uh, mothers are quite open like they are they are quite satisfied when they hand over their kids to the daycare center so first we really need to understand and then we can make the good progress of course uh the culture after understanding the cultural differences and the needs that women really have culture wise nice i think that's something uh very interesting that you brought up cultural diversity i actually want to bring up the fact that leaf is one of the most culturally uh, racially whatever diverse companies that i've worked with and i have worked with some really amazing companies in the past um my previous company we also had a female ceo actually and then now i have helga again so it's actually been amazing um uh, i believe that our tech company is made up of almost 60% women and we are also spread out across the world so this is a question for all three of you you know coming into leaf and you're also actually leading how we are building the team so what initiatives are we making or what is our thought process when we are building that team abby helga you want to take take that question Yeah, maybe the one that can can really tackle this question is Ikra. The reason is that or the last, I guess, um well, in the past six months we have been looking, well, we we were looking for a QA engineer. And then the process of of looking for that engineer took a quite long kind of like, I guess like uh hard to find a QA engineer. So maybe uh she can she can she can give some insight about how was that process uh for for the person that we hire right now and then that the kind of like Ikra gave the green light on it because it's quite quite interesting. Uh about leave, yes. Uh I totally agree Be- uh, before hiring like because the QA team has like four girls and we are known as girl girl power. so and we never like we never did it um it was like not deliberate it just like happened unconsciously like we had interviewed uh five to seven different male candidates as well but then it just like okay we found a girl that uh for the that QA position so apart from that uh, I, i will definitely come to uh, come back to this point uh, of this hiring thing but i would like to add um, about the inclusiveness in leave that definitely when i joined so uh, helga asked me 
explicitly that I have to book the prayer timings in my calendar because then uh, you should not be disturbed by meetings or something else. And I really liked it because previously I have been working with uh, with uh, another European uh, company, but it was a freelancing. And then uh, they know. And in all hands, like we have, uh, there's, there, there are always mentions for the Eid al-Azha, Eid al-Fitr, and the other Muslim holidays that we used to have. So like not just us, like uh, the other Indian holidays, uh, uh, for the for the uh, Hindu religion and for like all the other people, so like this is the inclusiveness, and uh, for for the hiring process, yeah, when we had it, so uh, there was a candidate who had a gap for like five years in her career, uh, in her career for like uh, she was um, she was taking time to upbring her kid. And then uh, she was like re really not comfortable joining another company. She was like, I'm not sure if I'm suitable for this position or not. But then we all were like, no, you should do it. Because uh, not because we are giving you an extra favor or something, but it's like you really deserve it. And uh, that was just one thing. And after joining, after a few months, she was feeling like really comfortable with the leaf environment. And she was feeling like... I still don't understand that I really got this opportunity and how everybody has welcomed me here. And just after a few months, uh, we had to hire another um, uh, QA for another department in leave. And there, uh, there were, throughout the process, like it was the thing that uh, her pregnancy due date was in few of the months later. And this thing literally did not impact her hiring process. And I was thinking that we really have to be transparent with both of the processes, both of the sides. But when I spoke about it with Helga, Glory, and other, other people in the company who had to make the decision, it really, uh, it really, like, I was really surprised. Because I have read uh, multiple times on LinkedIn uh, from the Dutch companies and Dutch uh, HRs too. So it's not just the Asian thing or something that we really have to be very critical about, oh, she will be busy or, oh, she will not be giving her 100% or something. But these things really do not matter in leave when it comes to like women specific things. So yeah, it was really good experience and surprised me. That's quite interesting. What, uh, that about the pregnancy, I, I remember something that I really like. I don't know if you know, but in Iceland, um, there's like, like in all work, like there's more women in the country than men and uh, they have a lot of uh, equality. Let's say like they're one of the most uh, equally gender uh, countries in the world. And uh, one of the things that helped that equality in the workforce is that uh, they gave the exact same uh, obligatory, like a, a, a maternity leave or parenting leave for women, for dads and moms. So even if you're the one giving birth, uh, that dad also has the same, like the same uh, time off, let's say, as the mom. And that made all the difference because it doesn't matter if you're hiring a man, a man or a woman. Like if 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 their partner or themselves are pregnant, like it's gonna be the same for both. So. It takes that thing off the the hiree, let's say, um, uh, from their mind that it, it's not like it doesn't matter if you're hiring a man or a woman. It, like if they're gonna have children, they're both gonna have like the same uh, time off to take care of the baby. So I feel like that's also very important, political wise. That's uh, 
maybe a little bit far off for some countries still, but hopefully uh, we can see like life proof that it works uh, in some of these countries. Yeah, even even I believe like um, there are some, I think one of the bits that is helping a lot is um, the movie industry. Why? Because you see now and you see, say, for instance, Encanto, the last um, Disney movie, where actually the superhero is a woman, right? So it's kind of like these things where you believe, well, actually, I could be a superhero as well. In the past, right, when I was a kid, all the superheroes were men, right? Or say 98% of all of them. And so kind of like, uh, you know, like it's just changing that perception that you could be the one, uh, you know, really running uh, or really, you know, doing a stuff that perhaps in 20, 30 years before, there was not even in your in your thinking because not even on on the TV or on the cinema you would see it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's very that's true. Fun. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think like when it comes to gender disparity in the workplace, of course there have been different scenarios um, where you're treated differently, perhaps if you're of a different gender or of a different race, and. I think some of the issues that women have faced when they enter the workforce, especially in the tech industry, it could be, you know, whether there's a lack of um, women in the hiring pipeline or there is an affinity bias in the hiring process where most of the hiring people were male. So they would look for more more guys to hire or there might be lack of support for uh, female uh, female staff or lack of internal support and mentorship, especially. And one of the bigger issues is the pervasive tech bro culture that uh, women have to deal with. So I was just wondering whether you ladies have seen these issues happen in the workplace, or maybe you have a female friend that has experienced these issues in the tech industry. Well, for myself, I've been very lucky because uh, the like uh, before Leaf, I just did freelancing by myself. So Leaf is actually that first company uh, for like I've worked with. And of course, uh, we already talked about like uh, all of the different uh, benefits about working for Leaf and its diversity. So I've never encountered that issue that much. Like I've never felt it in Leaf. Uh, I've always had uh, female uh, managers. I had one male manager, but still he was amazing. Uh, I never felt like any discomfort with him. And I feel like I feel like that's a very important case that you're making about like the more uh, women we have in positions of, of of power or I don't like to see it power like just positions of of, of leadership. Uh, I think it 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 helps out uh, from the top to the bottom. But I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any other experience? Maybe Ikra or. Mm-hmm. I had when I when I was working in in one of the companies. Uh, so um, I used to sit late only when there was a release time or something. But I was the only a girl in in the team. So and then my manager used to tell me, uh, "You don't have to. You don't have to sit late. You can definitely continue doing this thing tomorrow or something." But I I was like I was feeling that I'm accountable 
to do this thing because now this is the release time and I really have to make sure that I'll do it. And I was comfortable going late nights. Uh, so so the point is uh, when we try, uh, and they, they were always like supportive. I don't have to sit late. If I'm sitting late, they would uh, have to arrange the driver and everything and they would make sure that I'm reaching home all safely. But uh, in rest of the days, I had to make sure uh, that I'm giving my 100%. In those times, I should not compare that, oh, I'm girl, I get tired uh, like quickly than, than the um, uh, boys in my team or something. I should give equally as they are putting. So uh, if they are putting like their 100%, if they are sitting late, so I should also sit late if there is something like that. So uh, people would think about you, people would definitely care about you if you will make them care about yourselves. So if you if you will put equal efforts, then def definitely they will realize that, uh, oh, uh, we should all, also care her as a girl, not as a boy, that they will definitely go and um, something like that. So we should change our mindset if we really want to talk about and challenge the equality. What about you, Helga? Can you share your experience? Yes, I think uh, like I've been um, like dur during the university period, I same as Sophie said at the beginning, uh, it was very male dominated, but that didn't like, I guess, stop or kind of like disable me on doing like part of my uh, knowledge. Like, I mean, like always there's going to be people that is going to say, you know, like uh, things, but it, it, it is it is on your side of things if that affects you or not. Right. And then it's, it's more about what, what are the things that you can control in yourself and what are the things that you really like? Uh, people are going to talk always. Right. So uh, it's more about, you know, like what are out of all those things will affect you. And what, it, what, you know, like out of all those things or advices of the people can give you, uh, it can apply to your life, right? So it's, it's, it's more about, you know, taking everything uh, on your life with a grain of salt and then start, you know, moving, uh, you know, like with a, with, a, with a very open mind that at the end, even if, if someone can like, uh, you believe that it, it it is not being fair. It's perhaps because they haven't had the opportunity to really be empathetic uh, on 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 your shoes, right? Um, so so yeah, it's more about how do you you know navigate uh, you know difficult situations uh, you know with also empathy from the other person. So yeah, then I would want to know, do you feel that um, this is still an issue being a woman in tech? I would say we're not there yet completely, but we have to be patient at the same time. Not patience, but like if we look back 50 years from now, like in the past, there were a lot of things that like right now we would be shocked <laughs> that they were happening just 50, like 50 years is like our parents' time. Like it's not even... Uh, generations that are still alive let's say um, so I feel like change is slow sometimes in history um, and w women actually are part of the workforce not not so long ago, ago in history like maybe World War II is when the boom started 
Um, so, so it's interesting to see like how much actually we have achieved in so such a small amount of time. Uh, but I don't think we we are still there yet. I think there's a lot of of ground to 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 cover and uh, like having this podcast right now celebrating Women's uh, Month. In, uh, I think that's that could could also be a testimony. Like we're maybe not there there yet. <laughs> uh, we still have, we still need to speak out. We still need to to share our stories uh, uh, so people can relate. But I feel like we're in good progress. Let's say of of, of getting there. We are yes, we are in in really a good progress because in nineties when this whole uh, women's day and these kind of things started, women did not have rights to even vote. They they were they were fighting for like bread and peace. They they did have like really serious kind of problems. And now obviously gradually, uh, but uh, there are like where we are now. We uh, as we we are saying that we we our we have been very lucky. We didn't have these kind of discrimination and all. But yeah, people still face these issues. Uh, progress was slow, but yeah, there is very clear progress as we all are uh, evident of it. Yeah, I think the key the key here is actually to keep encouraging women to to pursue whatever they want. Let's say, I think that's that's the key in everything because um, uh, if 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 sometimes women feel like maybe oh if I want to have a kid for example in five years maybe I shouldn't like 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 try to get that position because then I'll be very busy and maybe when I have my kid, I won't have time or like sometimes that, that even mentality stops them when she, you just should go for it. Like at the end, um, being a mom or not doesn't have to be even a topic at the moment. Like you'll figure out when you get there, like <laughs> they'll be all right. They'll be fine. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like right now I feel like society uh, is evolving like Ikra was mentioning, like like she got to Europe and she realized oh, it's not even that bad. Like to you had to like to take your kid to daycare, uh, and they'll be fine. They grow up, they grow up fine. <laughs> like they won't be traumatized or anything. <laughs> they'll be normal people, uh, and they'll actually be like probably uh, they'll they'll see that they have uh, both parents being uh, professionals, being successful, and. No matter what the kid is, they're gonna be uh, probably is looking up to that. So I think like that's actually a good thing. And what would your hope for the future be, or if you are part of any initiatives, especially like um, in terms of female empowerment, like what would that be like? Um, we should start taking the responsibility that if I am lucky enough not to have challenges in my life in my workspace. Uh, so they should, uh, maybe other people can have. So I should, uh, we should start like from our family first. And then there are always some small groups, like obviously on Facebook, on Twitter, where people are asking for help. They are asking for suggestions. For um, Most of the time we think that our suggestion wouldn't help them. Or why should I just spend some time to explaining my opinion to them? But they they do make difference uh there are a lot of groups on facebook like female experts in europe 
or uh, women uh, in tech in Europe or something like that or or uh, in general it's not in just in Europe or like throughout the world so like we can share our experiences over there we can answer their questions uh, students are having or the juniors are having yeah from my side uh, yeah that's exactly what I envision I always think of my I don't have any kids but I have a niece and nephew two nephews and, and a niece uh, and I'm always thinking like, ooh, they could be anything. And I always thinking of my niece, like, like I always tried to buy her. Like uh, last Christmas, I bought her like um, a, a Wonder Woman, like a doll that she really likes. And I always try to like, ooh, let's watch this movie of uh, women empowerment together. <laughs> you know, like I always try to 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 push her into like doing whatever she wants she's really good at sports as well she's very physical so I uh, I'm talking with my sisters to see maybe she should go into football or maybe she's because she could be really good um, so in that sense I always feel like we should push our our kids around our family to to more successful roles as well um, and for the future my like my perfect future would be that this wouldn't wouldn't even be a topic like like women in in the work industry is so normal and that, that it's not even a topic anymore you know like that's that, that's the goal i feel like it's not even a question of uh who you are or where you're from like it doesn't matter you're there because you're good you're qualified and you make a good job at it and uh that's it that there's nothing else that needs to be said but yeah. yeah, I think in my in my case is is about kind of like uh, being relatable, and in the sense that if in the near future we could uh, either generate content in any way, say YouTube videos or books or um, articles that can relate to however you are, uh, depending if you know, like um, on, on your interests and your kind of like on where you come from, it will it will make it easier for our future generation generations to to look at, you know, like to look up for someone that can be very similar to me that actually uh, can was able to make it. So so it's, it's more about how do we create those avenues of people, uh, you know, really documenting, documenting their story because at the end of the day, every story is unique and, and, and inspiring uh, on, on how do you get here, right? Even in this moment, the four of us um, with various backgrounds uh, in terms of personal lives, you know, like, and even sharing, I guess, this uh combination of, 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 I guess, uh, even cultures um, and just being, I guess, like um, uh, relatable, right? Uh, which is one of the nicest things. So, so yeah, I guess like the more we, we, we look at movies, documentaries, series, everything that, that at the end of the day can relate to you would be better for for a bright future. Thank you so much for sharing, Helga. I think from everything that you've all shared, 
throughout uh, this episode is that what we want to see is change. We want to make sure that we keep progressing to the future. And all this takes is just a little bit of action from all of us, just one step at a time. And while we are seeing a lot of initiatives around the world, what I think the important thing is that we have collaboration. And actually, one thing that happened earlier, uh, Wes and Gil run this podcast. They are our main hosts. And when I said that I wanted to take over, Wes was really concerned because he's like, I really love that idea, but I don't want to uh, have you just come out for one episode as if like we're just releasing the women for a day and then after that, we're making them hide back in the room. I want you to continue doing this if, you, if you're up for it. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So even having him, uh, my male counterpart, like be aware of this and actually be a part of that change, you know, pushing me to having that opportunity, having that say, that is already saying to me that, hey, we're progressing. And I feel like that's an amazing future that, is already happening right now. So thank you girls so much for joining me today. Um, if you like this episode, please show us some love and follow us on our socials. And if you haven't watched our previous episodes yet, please do so. This was us from the Leaf Collectivo. Pura Vida!